Hey, uh, how is everybody? Hey, it is Life Group launch, some people have said, uh, but I, d- I do just want to take a moment and just address the elephant in the room. Super Bowl 50-somethings coming up. Uh, who's going to win? Chiefs? Where are my 49ers fans at? Okay. All right, let's get down to the real competition. Who's winning the halftime show? J-Lo, Rihanna? And Rihanna in it? Oh, my bad, Shakira. Oh, Shakira got it all day. Shakira, who's J-Lo fans in the house? Guys, y'all cannot cheer for that. I'm just kidding. Y'all can cheer for whatever. Any Shakira fans throwing it way back? All right, Shakira wins. That's the real competition. That's what everybody's really looking forward to. Who's winning the halftime show? I hope they do it like a competition this year. I hope it is like a who wins the halftime show. I hope that's how it is. Hey, uh, like, like I said, it's Life Group Launch. I'm so excited that you guys are here. Uh, the vision of Elevation this semester that we're rolling with is find your place. And so uh, tonight is a perfect uh, representation of what we really value as a ministry, just wanting you guys to, to really grow in your relationship with God through community, being life groups and the things that we offer here, but also um, serve groups uh, all across the church uh, in every single area from kids' ministry babies. You know what I'm saying? Some of y'all like uh, just playing with babies, let moms go in there and dads go in there and have service. How many of y'all have just changing diapers everywhere? That was pretty good, actually. I, I did not know what to expect there. Uh, from And then up to kid life, we got some middle school. We got the uh, 412 crew in the house tonight, wherever they're at. They're everywhere. You better watch out. 412 is here. Uh, and then we got some real life crew in the house. And then we do have a lot of opportunity to serve in elevation. If we wouldn't have been louder, I would have been really discouraged. But uh, hey, I do want to talk a mini message tonight called Power in Numbers. Power in Numbers. If you want to turn to your neighbor and say, What does he mean by that? I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. Hey, Uh, So I'm going to ask this question. A lot of us come in here, and there were probably some people last week that came, and they heard that Life Group Launch was this weekend, and they did not, or this week, and they did not come back. Uh, Just because this is an intimidating night for a lot of people. And I just want to kind of debunk the intimidation factor in the room, but I also just want to explain kind of the question that's going through your mind. Why do I even need this? Why, Why do you set up all these tables? I walk in here, and it's like... They're really going to try to do something. I don't know what's about to happen. Uh, it, it's okay. Take it easy. We, we just want you to get connected, uh, and we want to try our best to make it super easy on you. We'll give you some details later. But how many of you love, like, getting news updates? And uh, I have a news, the Apple News app on my phone. Usually every night before I go to bed, Emily loves to go to bed uh, earlier than I do. She, she takes her longer to go to sleep. I'm like, like, done. She's like, I need a good hour. Like, I need to, to decompress. I need to take my time. And so normally I'm over there, like, on my phone, and I'll go to the news app. And so this is a great way for me to stay up to date on current events, uh, see what new thing Donald Trump has done. Um, re- really, it's, it's comical at times, but then it's also a good way just to keep up with what the heck's going on in the world. And sometimes there's just some crazy things that happen. Uh, and so I picked out four news stories today. I just want to kind of take you through my journey 
on the Apple News app. Are y'all ready? I just wanna, I wanna share this with you. So one of the ones that's on the CNN app today, tigers spent lives in cages, see first moments of new life. They're basically exporting all these tigers from Guatemala and they're putting them in South Africa uh, and rescuing them from the circus. I'm on board. I'm on board. It's moving. See, Canadian woman wakes with car full of snow. And this is it. My first thought was, did she not feel the snow hitting her when she was sleeping? And then I watched the video and it was, she came out to the car and it was full of snow. I was like, oh God, sorry. Okay. Okay. This one, help. I'm trapped inside TikTok and I can't get out. Like, Renegade. Okay, okay. Let's just do it. Let's hit that. I'm kidding. We didn't plan that. I wish. That would have been so good. Uh, TikTok got me. This got me trapped. Uh, how many TikTok fans in the house? Okay. The rest of y'all are behind. All right. And then the last one, the bear who ate 88 pounds of cocaine. I, don't, I didn't write the article, I just saw it, and I was like, whoa, how does a bear eat that much and live? He didn't. What? I'm just reporting the news. Don't, don't hate the messenger. Look, there's some crazy, there are crazy stories all around us, and I can, bears were not created to smuggle cocaine, that's one thing that we figured out, but there are there are a bunch of things that we do that we weren't necessarily created to do, or maybe we forced ourselves to do. Um, tonight, I want to kind of explain we are created for community. The things that we need and the things that we, uh, we desire community. A lot of us, uh, if I were to ask you, like, what are the things that you really want to wake up and do every day? It would probably be, I want to live right. I want to I do right by either if you have a relationship with God, it would be to live for God, or I just want to be a good person. I want to I live my life, to, and it means something when the time comes that I'm not living anymore. When I get to the end of my life, I want to say, man, I've done all these incredible things. I lived well. I've accomplished a lot. And a lot of things that we do don't bring us true fulfillment or joy or the things that we do. And I want to start with Genesis, taking it all the way back. Again, I'm here the Bible. I'm at the very beginning. Y'all going to get a lot of Genesis and Numbers and a lot of that this semester. Y'all ready? No, you're not. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to change my Bible reading plan. Uh, Genesis chapter 1, 26. It says, let us create man in our image. Okay. I just want to, I want to look at this verse. And this is when God's creating all of, all of the earth. And he gets to man and he says, all right. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that's who the hour is in that verse. Let's make man in our image. We were created from community. A one God, three persons. We were created to desire being together. No man or woman is exempt just on the thought of we were created in God's image. Nobody, Everyone that is born, whether you have faith or not, is made in God's image. That is why we all crave and desire community. Uh, you'll never, like I said, you'll never experience true purpose, fulfillment, joy, unless we walk in or live out the true design that God made us for. What is that? It's to live for God with other people. 
You can see it all throughout Scripture. It's not said like that. There's other verses. Uh, Matthew 28 is the Great Commission. Get, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. All throughout Scripture, you can, you can tell Old Testament, New Testament, people are living for God. God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, how to live for God. The whole Bible is how do we live for God for, uh, with other people. And so there was, there was a story that I also came across. I'm sorry I'm stuck on the news. It was just a big news day for me. Um, there was this man. How many of y'all know the Guinness World Book of Records? Like, did any of y'all have it on your coffee table growing up? Like, your mom was, like, that obsessed with it? You know what I mean? Like, who are you, mom? Like, what are you doing? Uh, any of y'all have a coffee table? Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. We're not too far removed from that. But mom would have it there, and you'd flip it open, and it's like, I, who ate the most hot dogs in an hour? Like, how long did this man ride a unicycle? Like, um, well, this one uh, story was this man figured out, I'm going to be a world record holder. And so what he decided to do was, I'm going to build an eight-story high wooden pole, and I'm going to put a barrel on top, and I'm going to sit in it for days. For 68 days. This guy, I don't know if he's Henry O or not. Uh, that may be the photographer. But this dude, see that rope there? He would have food brought up to him, water, everything that he needed. But then this next picture shows you how high this really is. How many of y'all just ain't getting in a barrel? Like, not even for a minute. Like, I'm not getting up there. I'm scared of ice. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. How many, I just wish he had some friends and they were like, man, I know you could, it's not really worth it. Like, he needed some friends around him that would just tell him, hey, come and go hiring. Like, you could get a job, a normal job. You could get anyone you wanted, really. Enterprise rental car, great corporate structure. Like, you could, you could do really anything you want to do, get out of the barrel. He just needs somebody around him to tell him, dude, get a job. But I know for me, a lot of times I live through, I go through life and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how do I do this thing right? And we put so much pressure on ourselves. We got to do it right. We got to get this right. We plan years in advance. We're like, I'm going to do, uh, I'm planning five years. Who am I going to marry? I got to be the right, I, I got to find the right man. Like he's, he can't have long hair. He's got to have short hair. Like we're putting so many, so many rules and restrictions on what we're going to be doing years from now. God's only looking for what you're going to do today. He knows your future. He's got it planned out for you. He's asking, just follow me and be obedient and faithful to me today. Hebrews 10, 24, and I'm almost done. And we're going to talk with some of these people up here. What's up, everybody? You're like, what are they doing right there? Are they trying to be cool and have people taking notes behind them? Yes. Okay. I didn't read the verse. I'm sorry. Hebrews 10, 24, and let us consider how, how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Uh, the great philosopher Dumbledore <laughs> hit my boy up, asked him what he thought about community. He said, we're only as strong as we are united, as weak as we are divided. Some of y'all need to write that down. Listen, for real, the main point here, the more people we have around us going for the same goals that we have, the stronger we're going to be. We have to surround ourselves with people that are, that are going for the same things, have the same goals that we have, 
for, some, for a lot of us in this room, it's, man, I'm, I'm giving God a shot. I want a relationship with him. I don't know the best way to live it out. I was there in college. I came to Life Group for the first time, and I was like, there was free food. Like, that's why I was there. My, one of my boys on the baseball team was cooking, and he was like, dude, come to my house. I'm cooking burgers. We're going to get in the Word. And I was like, cool. I'll come for food. That's cool. And that led to coming every week because I love the community. I grew in relationship with the guys, but I also knew, man, this is, I'm seeing growth. I'm seeing myself become better. I'm learning more about God, what I'm called to do. I'm feeling purposed. I got involved at the church. I started serving just because I was faithful and obedient to go and start into a life group. There's power in numbers. Some of y'all need to hear this. Stop doing life alone. It's so easy. I know even for us, there's nights where we could go kick it with our friends and invest in relationships, or we could just sit home and watch, watch Netflix and watch our favorite show, The, the Cheerleading Show. <laughs> I don't watch that, guys. Sorry. The, the Hunt Show. Like, is that... Trying to, trying to come back from it, sorry. Uh, our, our favorite show is not the cheerleading show. I'm just being honest. I want to finish with this verse. Matthew 15, 29 says, Jesus returned to the Sea of Galilee and climbed a hill and sat down. I want, you to, I want you to realize the two different groups of people here and why they played a significant role in the other's life. A vast crowd brought to him people who were lame, blind, crippled, those who couldn't speak, and many others. They laid them before Jesus, and he healed them all. The crowd was amazed, and they praised the God of Israel. Listen, there was one group of people, the faithless. As you look at this verse, it was the lame, the blind, the crippled, those who couldn't speak, the faithless people, the people that did not know, I just need to get to Jesus, and I'll be healed. That group of people had no idea what the solution was. But then you look later on in the verse, or earlier on in the verse, it says the vast crowd of people. It's so easy to skip over that. That group of people knew that the answer was Jesus. And so we can assume from that verse, and we gather context clues, they knew Jesus. They believed in the power that he had. The faithless were healed. And the faithful people, the faith-filled people, were amazed. It says later on in that verse. Okay. Without one or the other, this would have just been a normal day. This would have just been, uh, we're kicking it, we're going to church, we're going to the well, whatever they're doing, we're working. And it, we would never have read about this story in the Bible if the faith-filled people would not have grabbed those people up who needed Jesus and brought them to Jesus himself. But then at the end it says the faith-filled people were amazed. Why were the people that believed Jesus could do it amazed that Jesus did it? Because when we believe and God is faithful and he provides and he does what he says he's going to do, we'll always be amazed. Some of you are believing for relationships. Some of you are believing for your parents to come to know the Lord. I am. When those things happen, right now, do we believe they'll happen? Yes. But when they happen, are we just like, cool. Like, I knew it. No, we celebrate. God, I can't believe my parents are saved. Like, I'm believing that. Some of you are like, I found Boo, she's here. Like, no, we're not just like, oh, man, I knew it happened someday. No, we are amazed because God is still who God is. Listen, we need people who are broken and sick 
The sick need Jesus. If we're faith-filled, we need Jesus. Everyone in here needs Jesus. And how do we grow and continue to grow in our relationship with Him? It's through community. It's through the groups. We've got to have the groups. And that's where I want to talk a little bit tonight about their stories. We've got four people up here who have lived this well. They either served really, really hard. That kind of sounded negative. Or they, let in, they were in a life group. All of them served really hard. <laughs> I, did, I didn't mean some of them did not serve. But I just want to talk through some of their stories. And I just want to hear the impact that community and or serving or the things that they've been involved with, how it's affected their relationship with God and just their life overall. So um, introduce yourselves and do the renegade. Hello. The renegade. Wait, what is it? The renegade. renegade. You don't have to do it. Uh, (laughs) um, I'm Morgan. Hello. Are we introducing ourselves? Yeah. What are we saying? Uh, My favorite color name, is orange. How much? Your favorite color? Is orange. Her favorite color is orange. Have you got a beanie yet? Huh? Have you bought a beanie? I have not. Okay. Not they're on sale. I want, really? Okay, cool. <laughs> they're on sale. Uh, and they're orange. So no. name, how much money you make, and... I'm kidding. Name, where you go to school, and that's it. Okay. Um, well, I'm Morgan. I don't. I'm not in school, so yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Thank you. Um, I'm Jordan. I go to UCA. Shout out. I'm Julia. I also go to UCA. <laughs> I'm Titus. And I also go to UCA. So, can you repeat the question? (laughs) Question number one. (laughs) Uh, Let me get my notes, sorry. Okay. So, what I want to do is, how has getting involved, how has getting involved affected your relationship with God overall, just in general? So for me, uh, about a year and a half ago, I had just transferred here, and I grew up in a Christian home, going to church, um, but then my first year of college, I went to school far away, and I didn't take the time to find a church, to find that community, and that hurt my relationship with God and my morals and my values, and I just didn't make the best decisions, but when I came back home, I ended up transferring to UCA, and that's when I started getting plugged into Elevation, and actually like going and applying myself words excuse me um but when i started applying myself and finding that community and putting in the effort to get plugged in and meeting all these people then my my values and my morals started coming back because they had the same morals and values and i was surrounding myself with that community and so that was that made a huge impact on regrowing my faith with god and regrowing my relationship with him Um, what similarly, up, Jay Money? I, what? What did he say? I just went for it. I thought it'd be cool. <laughs> I'm sorry. You got it. I don't know what's happening right now. What are you saying? I said Jay Money. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. Um, so similarly, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, 
Did it just turn off? No, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up going to church. Um, and then around like my senior year of high school, um, I stayed at the church, but there wasn't much to offer for college-age ministry. Um, so me and a friend came to Elevation. Um, and then ever since then, I got plugged into a life group. It was great. Um, and then going to the stand was really impactful for me just because I found like my people there. Um, I grew in my faith more. Um, I was challenged in many ways. So that was cool. And then ever since then, I've just been trying to do what I can. Yeah. Anybody else? Titus? It was, what was the question again? It was. How, how was getting involved impacted your? Okay, my relationship with God. Okay. Um, what was well, the question again? Um, wait, hold on. Okay, so once I, so I'm from Missouri, and I moved here about a year ago, um, and it's been awesome. Um, I feel like I've grown a lot with, with my relationship with the Lord, um, because of serving, and I feel like the more I serve, the more I want to get to know him and read his word and just be around people that want the same thing, and so, yeah. I have a follow-up question. Um, what was it? Was it easy? It could be a short answer. And then, like, how did you make the decision to do it? Like, what what led you to this decision? Because it, it'd be easy. We've all got friends. We've got campus. We've got, I mean, we, could, we just, we have friends all over the place. Why was getting involved in a life group that important? And was it easy? For me, it was easy just because, like, I wanted I just love being around people and connecting with people. Um, so, yeah, for me, it was really easy. Um, and I think what brought me back was, like, going back to Elevation and, like, wanting to be a part of a life group and things like that. Like, I just loved the community that was around me and how much they lifted me up and things like that. Oh, you're good. Um, I was just going to say, for me, it was actually the opposite. It was hard for me just because, like, I don't know, it was a new church, new people, and, like, it was so huge to me. Um, and then, like, I didn't know anyone, so I was like, no, I'm not going to do anything, right? But I guess, like, coming in and then finding my people, like, where I buy that, like, that's when I, like, yeah, I was like, okay, this is it. Like, we're here. Yeah. So. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to add. Okay. Uh, oh. Go for it. <laughs> Take it away, Julia. <laughs> I wasn't gonna add anything. <laughs> I can I can go on. It's okay. Y'all don't have yeah, to say anything. Yeah, let's keep it moving. <laughs> Take it away, free. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. Uh, okay, for the two that have served, so you two right here, how has serving? Okay. So back to the two that have talked most. Uh, how has serving impacted your relationship with the Lord? How has it changed your view of God and the church? Like getting involved in what God's invited us to be a part of. How has that changed your view of the church in general? Just after you've gotten involved. Sure. Um, I know for me, like, <laughs> so I was one of the people that just like came to Elevation and came to life groups and like that was pretty much it. I didn't really do much else. Um, but then recently applied for internship. I interned last semester. It was great. You should do it. Um, but 
I think after that, like just being surrounded by like-minded people who like encouraged me and challenged me in spiritual ways and then like helped me develop in, I guess, that spiritual sense, um, that helped me a lot. Um, and I just like that view of the church, like just being at the church all the time, like working on like what I do. It's just like, I just like being there. It's, it's great. I don't know. You may explain like what you intern with that makes you yeah. there at the church all the time. Cause some people are like, Oh, <laughs> we at the church I, all the time. I don't want to sign up for that. Yeah, you should. It's actually amazing. Would recommend, please do it. I only have, there's only like one or two other guys. So we just got Logan back. Shout out. Um, he interns in creative. Yes, what do you I, do, graphics? I did. I interned with creative under the graphics team. Okay. Um, so I helped make this. Actually, he made, made the this. graphics. I totally made all of that, but it's okay. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. He hand-knitted all the beanies, so. What? Good no. work. <laughs> Hand-sewn by Jordan. Um, so... Serving made me, so like, wait. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> hey, what's the question again? <laughs> okay. Um, Is, how has serving yeah. changed your view of the church? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's, well, growing up, so like, I served at my church back home. It was just like a regular thing, like you were just supposed to do that, but never had any meaning for me. Yeah. Um, but coming to New Life, moving here, I realized how much the church needs it, like needs to serve the serve team in like different parts of everything. Like there's so much that goes on um, just on a Sunday. And so... I just love how everybody comes together and unites and like does this and and it's just like it's just for like people who come in for the first time just we want we want them to yeah. see how much God loves them and how great he is and so yeah I love your perspective on that you uh, you said the church needs us yeah. uh, one I think it's not, y'all probably, if you were to read statistics or like, there are several institutions that do studies on the church and how young the church is getting, and it's not getting younger. And we're losing this younger generation, it seems year by year. Uh, and honestly, at the Collide Conference that we have, our high school student, middle school student conference, the old people, old people, <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, cut the tape. Uh, the older generations love getting to worship on Saturday night with our younger students because there's such an energy, there's a life, there's a joy that comes with the things that the youth are involved in. Uh, we would be considered youth. Hello, still me. Uh, like the things that we're involved with, we bring a life, we bring an energy that people are attracted to. And the church becomes attractive to other people when there is life in it. Uh, and we play a huge part in, and I think that's what you're alluding to, is just yeah. there's so many there's so many options and ways to get involved, but there's there's so much of a responsibility that we carry as almost the life carriers uh, through the church. So I just, I want to challenge you in that, but I also love your perspective on that, that you said that. So 
you two, how has Life Group Im- really impacted your relationship with the Lord? <laughs> Tell them to you. One more time. It was, I was focused on Julia. It's okay. Um, how, how has Life Group impacted your relationship with God? Like, just Life Group. Getting involved, yeah. has it helped you to grow? Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> I think being in a life group, um, you're surrounded by so many people that, so many like-minded people that are striving towards the same goals of just knowing the word, getting to know Jesus, getting to know the people that are in that group. And like when I first started going to life group, I wasn't talking to anybody. I, I wanted to eat the cookies and go home. Like, and it wasn't until I started to go more and I started to get to know the people better that were in my life group that I felt more comfortable going there. I felt like I had found a community and a group of people that I could turn to if I needed something Mm -hmm. or like I could go to my life group leader, Melvin, shout out, or RP, you know. Um, I could go to them for anything because I knew that they cared. And so I knew that because I was in a life group that... I would have people, I would have people to keep me accountable for things that I was going through, or I had people that if I needed prayer, that they would be able to pray for me or anything just in general. Um, I don't have an example of in general, but if I did, they would be there for me. (laughs) (laughs) So I think life group is so much more than just a group of people that, you know, hang out on Monday night, Tuesday night, once a week. Um, and then, you know, you skirt out of there. It's a group of people that you can form relationships and form friendships and, That's good. you know, truly, truly find like the people that are going to be looking out for you forever. And that's what I find in my life group. Yeah. All of you are in a life group and or leading a life group. What would you say to someone that's kind of on the fence? Like, man, I don't, I don't know if this semester for me, like, what would you say to them? I would say, I would say, try to go to one life group, the first life group next week. Just try it out. See if you go to one life group and you're like, uh, I don't know if this is, this may not be a fit for me. Try the next life group the next day. Go to somebody else, see if that group fits you better. Or go to the group after that and try to find a group that you know fits what you're looking for. Find that group that you're comfortable in, that you're comfortable enough to share what you're going through and, you know, you find your own community because not every single life group is going to be, you know, meant for you. That's why there's 30-something leaders is because not everybody is going to be able to fit into that one group, that one category of, you know, these people are like this, so I have to conform to this group. You can look around and see so many other groups, so many other, like look at the table displays, just for example, like there's so many personalities out there that, I mean, my table is sad, but still, that's RP's fault. <laughs> but there's so much personality hey, that you can that. find in groups <laughs> that you can find, like one life group may not be for you, but another one may be, or a different one, or a different one, or a different one. So just try some out and just take that leap of faith and, you know, test some groups out, test the water, see what you're feeling. Good. Anybody else really quick? What they would say to that? Anybody add something? Um, kind of to build off of what he was saying, I want people to know that if you go to a life group and you feel like it's not the right fit for you, 
please know that the leaders will not be offended if you want to try a different place because our goal as leaders is for you to feel comfortable and to find your community and to find your people and that's like that's the goal it's not about making us feel good because we have people in our group no, no no it's about you finding community so please come talk to us be like hey i don't feel totally comfortable mm -hmm. here is there another group that i could yeah. go to and find and we will help you that's that is why we are here we want to help you good come on i get that yeah i'll do one of them preach that hey y'all give it up for our panel really quick come on